Hello everyone, Robbie here. Twitter is burning down as we speak, so I've started an Instagram account for the podcast. Please go follow us there. It's at Simpsons Show Podcast. I'm hopeful Meta doesn't kick us off like they did Facebook, but I don't know where else to go at this point. Again, if you're listening, please follow us at Simpsons Show Podcast on Instagram. There will be a link for it in the show notes. Thank you. On to the show. Hi, everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, Robbie, at least since I had to watch this train wreck of an episode. Is it? A, I don't know if a train wreck is. Train wrecks are memorable, Matt. That's true. This is not memorable at all. You're right. This is more like a, uh, it feels like a car running out of gas on the interstate. And it just, you know, sputter, sputters to a stop. And then you just, it's sitting on the, the, on the, on the side of the road. And eventually it, you get stickers, all the, you know, the, all the department, the department of highway, whatever, puts a bunch of stickers on a, as an abandoned vehicle or something. It's, if that's what it feels like to me, uh, it's kind of just sitting there with like a couple of big orange stickers and eventually tow truck comes and takes it away. Hi. Hello. We are Brady Bar supporters on Patreon. You support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for only $2 a month. Gain access to all of our bonus content for $5 a month. Gain access to that and much, much more. We have someone to thank, Matthew. Ooh, fantastic. Mark. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. This week's episode is The Fight Before Christmas, episode MABF22, originally aired December 5th, 2010, written by Dan Castellaneta and Deb LaCousta, directed by Bob Anderson and Matthew Schofield, received a 5.4 rating with 9.5 million viewers, and again, football lead-in, that's why, almost 10 million people, guest stars, Martha Stewart as herself, and Katy Perry as herself, and... Oh boy! Literally as herself, as herself. Yeah, I, I, that, I think that's a first. But we'll, we'll get it. We'll talk about it when we get there. Uh, this episode, this is an anthology episode, sort of. I don't know. It is a, it's a Christmas episode. It's all about Christmas, ostensibly, and the beginning and end of it take. In the, I guess some bits in the middle do take place in the quote unquote real world, even though the real world is also just as fantastical as any of these dreams are. But effectively, yeah. the, the 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 trick is we're we're seeing all the family members have dreams, we're, and they, they dream about Christmas, and we go into their dreams. Um, we start with a kind of frame narrative where Lisa and and Bart and and all the kids and the, and both Homer and Marge are kind of I guess getting it's Christmas Eve, um, and they're kind of getting ready for Christmas I guess, um, but we get just I this setup Matt, is just really pain, painful to me. So we have Lisa hating Christmas trees and Bart preparing to attack Santa Claus. A crime scene to celebrate... Lisa, what are you doing? Marking a crime scene to celebrate an ancient pagan ritual. This tree was cut down and tarted up like a dime-a-dance floozy. Hmm. Oh, next you'll have a problem with my gingerbread house. You mean your gingerbread McMansion? Hey, show some respect. Three gingerbread workmen died making that. I'm sorry, but this leg's gonna have to go. You're going to be okay. It's almost over. Now to take care of the witnesses. Hey, 
Hey, I need those cookies for Santa. Hmm. At least someone around here's got the Christmas spirit. Yep, come midnight, I'll be sitting here with cold cookies, warm milk, and hot lead. What? For the last three years, I've asked that rosy-cheeked nog hog for a dirt bike, and all he brought me was a zillion lame-o toys that I immediately broke and threw in this bag. What? Okay. Okay, This and this is a setup for everything, because Marge is upset about her kids, about the state of, of, of her Christmas. For I don't understand mm-hmm. why. I don't really get it. Um, she's a parent. Why is she just letting Bart sit there with a gun? It, it, the, like, that's the thing where I'm just like, what is going on? Like, Marge, you're not powerless. You just take the gun away from Bart. You tell Lisa to stop messing with the tree. Like, and also, like, who are these characters? Who are these people, Matt? I wish I could tell you, Robbie. They, are, they These people are caricatures that have to exist for this plot to make sense. Like, why, why does Lisa care about the Christmas tree all of a sudden? Like, what? Uh, fantastic question. Like, Lisa obviously cares about nature and animals, but it's a tree, so... Mm? I... It, I, and it, but it's not even like, oh, you're killing living things. It's like, oh, pay, like talking about paganism, and you're like, what, what is, what is going on? Who, wh- who is this person? Lisa is a Buddhist, as far as I remember. Like, if anything, wouldn't she like Christmas because it brings the family together? Again, it doesn't matter. Who cares? Um, and gingerbread big mansions like that are rope. Like, are are these people the Simpsons? Who are these people? Why do they have a robot gingerbread house? Like, it's mechanized, and, like, that folds up, and then Homer... <sighs> Who even knows? That, that bit with Homer just eating the people slowly, like, that's dark on a level that is not unheard of in The Simpsons, but for a Christmas episode, is a bit much. Man, it gets... This, that's... There's wor- I know wor- it gets way worse, worse than things in this episode. But, and, but it's just like, oh, Bart, I'm gonna... I'm, I'm planning to ambush Santa with a BB gun. And Bart... It, Bart is 10... He doesn't believe in Santa anymore. I would hope not anyway. He doesn't, like, this is, it's in, Matt, it's literally in the first episode of The Simpsons. Literally the first episode. Simpsons Roasting on Open Fire establishes Bart doesn't believe in Santa. He makes a joke about it to Homer when he finds out that Homer is playing Santa. And, like, what, what is this? And like you said, it's the they had this plot, so they made it. They wrote it this way. You know, like okay, because we get Bart's dream first, and I this is a weird sort. It's not really a parody of Polar Express. It has the Polar Express, and that's it. It has a train that goes to the North Pole. Um, yes, that is it. Flies and it, yeah, as a conductor and all. Auto is a conductor. A train that smokes weed. The the train. It's not fueled by coal, but by weed. Wow, what a terrible lazy joke. Like, what is the like? How does this all connect? If and if you really want it to be, like, they start going to like, uh, like I don't know, industrialization and uh, like slave fact factory workers and slave workers later on in this same bit. Why would it not be coal? Why would you not have elves shoveling coal into the Polar Express if you're going to stick with the bit? <sighs> because they never intended to. Stick with a bit. They just wanted a way to get Bart to the North Pole. And they're like, oh, it'd be funny. Otto's the conductor. Oh, it's because he's a bus driver. Uh, oh, but, oh, he shovels weed into the... I'm like, okay. 
did they have unlimited budget for drugs? That'd be very expensive. Um, well, whatever. Uh, we get a, we do get like a montage where the train is high. <sighs> so yeah, it, 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 Matt, it's not even where I'm like I'm not angry at this. I'm just sad. Like this is so this is it feels pathetic. <laughs> It's just like this is what we get for jokes where it's just like, oh, I get it. The train's high. I'm like, yeah, I get it. I'm not going to laugh, mm-hmm. but I get it. Um, so Bart goes to North Pole and he meets their, I guess, the head elf, which is uh, Mo. Excuse me, Mr. Goblin. Elf, I'm an elf. Ah, ah, ah. Whatever you say. Um, look, how do I get to Santa? Oh, uh, no. Only the top elves get to meet Santa. You start in the wrapping room. That'll take you right down. <laughs> well, 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 what are you doing? That leads to the daycare center. You take the freight elevator. Yeah, we can see that Bart has a very wrong-headed assumption of what working at the North Pole is going to be like. I mean, I don't I, I don't know what we're getting. What is... Any in all of this, Matt, I don't know what the point of any of it is. I don't like it's not like, oh, we are going to have we if like might as well just do fix this episode right now, because if the story overall is Marge is, is upset because the family has lost the the true meaning of Christmas, right? They've mm-hmm. lost the Which true. Which seems what it's supposed to be. Supposed, yeah, it feels like that. It feels like that's at least what Marge is telling us. You would think that each of the dreams would be about each of the family members going on like a little journey. And at the end of it, they go, Oh, I want to No, It's about, I it's and Bart's is very simple. It's like, Oh, I just want a dirt bike. You would think there'd be a little parable about Bart getting a dirt bike and realizing it, realizing that, Oh, he doesn't really want a dirt bike. He'd rather have his family. He'd rather be together with his family on Christmas. That's it. Easy. But instead, mm-hmm. that we get this tour of the North Pole where everything's like a fact. It's like factory workers from like eighteen seventies, and the elves are mistreated and laid off. Uh, and Bart uses like his intelligence to climb the corporate ladder because this is also a business now. Weirdly enough, uh, it eventually, and you see him go through some sweatshops and like figure out how to use like broken toys and still give them to kids. Everyone else is laid off. He gets up to Santa's office. Lisa is there as another elf. Um, and crust, a crusty is Santa, by the way. Of course. You would not. What, I guess he is a consumerist guy. Uh, I guess it would it makes sense to have crusty claws. But Bart basically runs in, talks to him, and realizes things are exactly as he seemed. No disrespect, fat man, but you better poop out a dirt bike. Close the door, boy. I can't afford to heat the whole North Pole. Listen here, Kringle. I may have been naughty this year, but by today's standards, naughty's nothing. I didn't get anybody pregnant. I didn't Facebook a kid to death. Make with my dirt bike. Kid, this company's bust. For years, I've been giving out free toys and getting cookies in return. It's not a sustainable business model. Oh, come on, man. Things aren't that bad. They're pretty bad. I'm eating my own reindeer here. Oh, you win. <laughs> That's a good boy. You go home now, and maybe there'll be a nice pair of work socks under your tree. 
You don't have to do that. I have socks. I'll give you socks. Thanks, kid. Now you better head home. I'm sure in the 25 years of Earth time you've been gone, your parents have gotten worried. Kids never change. Always dumb as potatoes. And this is this just reveals that Krusty is actually not poor, but has lots of money. He was hiding it straight for some reason from this one elf. Yeah, basically. Well, I mean, it, it seems like Krusty slash Santa knows that Bart is there to get him, and this is the the shtick he uses to get him to go away. With the twenty five years in Earth time that Bart has been gone, like, what does that even mean? Time travel. It's there's a it's uh you're I guess you're traveling faster than the speed of light in the North Pole. Not some somehow. I guess. I don't know. There's some time displacement thing going on, which doesn't make any sense. And they just seems like they just threw it in there for that one off gag. And you, uh, and it's not it doesn't make me laugh. It makes me go, wait, what? What's happening? Because and like, to be fair, that's the, every single every single one of these sketches until we get to the last one. All I'm saying, Matt, is going I'm like going, what? Wait, what? Huh? I'm just confused. I'm just so befuddled. Um, uh, the bar wakes up. That's it. We go to commercial. Six minutes to fifty. Six minutes and fifty-eight seconds. Oh boy! When we come back, we get. What I'm gonna say is the weirdest, stupidest one of all. Uh, which it's not the Katy Perry one with puppets. Don't worry, we'll get to that one. But this one is Lisa's dream. Lisa dreams that Marge is fighting in World War II because Homer couldn't fit in a foxhole. I'm gonna I... play a clip now, but I just want this to sink in. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, man. Kids, remember when I promised to feed us from that victory garden? Well, instead, I grew this tree. Don't dare bring that thing in here. What? You don't want a Christmas tree? That's crazy. Next, you won't want a Christmas ham. Don't worry about that. I love meat, and I always will. Mmm, that is some sweet pig meat. But as for Christmas trees, Mm. I used to love them until last year. This tree reminds me of your father. It's round in the middle, thinning on top, and your hands get sticky when you touch it. Simpson, you're shipping out tonight. Right before Christmas? Hitler doesn't take a holiday. Well, he does, but he doesn't tell people till the last minute so they can't make plans. Bastard. But I... see another Christmas tree until mom comes back safe and sound. <laughs> Sweetie, if your mother was in trouble, they'd tell us as soon as they could. Telegram! Don't! Marge is Mia? Oh my god! She changed her name! No! That says she's missing in action! Oh no! <laughs> see? Every time we get a tree, Mom disappears! <laughs> Why couldn't it have been me? It still could be. You just have to go down to the recruiting station and... Shut up. So that's pretty much the entire sketch. Uh, Homer's working at a plane factory, uh, and he comes home with a Christmas tree. Lisa, once again, is not is just all about not having the Christmas tree because of what it represents. But in this case, it represents the fact that this time last year, Marge got hauled off to uh, you know, fight in the war. 
Um, so, what, Matt? What I can't with this? What is going I, Robbie, on? What Robbie, is going on? I, what, told you, like, I have no clue where this came from. What is this? This feels like a Jodorowsky movie. Like it's impo- It's in, like just <laughs> impenetrable. I have no idea what's happening. Lisa. Okay, so Bart's dream. At least you're like, oh well, he wanted toys, so he goes to the North Pole in his dream, meets Santa, get revenge. Right? The same same general mm-hmm. idea. Of what he was doing when he was awake. It's still nonsense and ultimately doesn't really make sense. But at least on the surface, it has like, oh, I get it. This is Lisa dreaming. And then Lisa, who her whole bit was, oh, don't dress up this Christmas tree uh, for this stupid holiday. Turns into like war propaganda effectively like this weird pastiche and where marge is a soldier in world war ii and homer is working with a bunch of women to make an airplane and 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 lisa doesn't want a tree not because of anything to do with what she does in real life but because the memories of her mom are intertwined with christmas trees and did like I usually like are they okay like what what on earth and this is this episode is written by Dan Castellaneta and his wife and this is where I go please don't let Dan Castellaneta write episodes I I, I this is this I don't what I don't whatever this is I don't want it I don't want whatever this weird past where like they watched Inglorious Bastards the week before and they're like oh let's write that in there you're know, like. What what is going on? What does this have to do with Christmas? By the way, like oh yeah, World War Two is going on, and Marge is going to go kill Hitler. And you're like, I can't with this. What is this madness? Yeah, honestly, honestly, only the first one of these, Bart's dream, has anything to do with Christmas. The other three could have taken place at any point, any point whatsoever. So uh, we're at this point. Uh, Marge is missing in action. Uh, so then. Uh, Lisa runs out of the house after she finds out that the Marge is missing. She runs, I'm assuming aimlessly, but finds herself at the tree lot where Marge was got picked up by Patty and Selma uh, last year to find that, oh, Marge paid for the tree, but never took it. So this guy replanted the tree with no roots, watered it, and kept it fine until this year. Not how trees work, but whatever. There are much worse things about this. Uh, Lisa takes this as a sign that everything's going to be okay and that Marge will be fine. <sighs> Anti-Lisa. This is anti-Lisa again. None of this None of this is yeah. actually Lisa. None of this is Lisa. This is all stupid. Well, yeah. It almost makes me think that this whole dream is a reaction to Lisa not wanting the Christmas tree and her brain going, what are you doing? That's not you. That's the opposite of you. This is what that you would look like. <laughs> I don't know if that's what they're going for, but that's what it feels like to me. Uh, at home, Bart and Homer are taking turns crying uh, on the fact that Marge is missing. Abe is there being a jerk because, you know, that's Abe's job half the time. But Lisa comes home with the tree and inspires them. Sort of. (laughs) I thought you said you didn't want a tree. Yes, but then I learned that there's always hope. Someday this war will be over. Someday our mom will be back. Someday TV will be invented. And it will be free. Then it will cost money. But until then, this tree will stand for everything mom believes in. Home, family, and constantly sweeping up needles. Oh, Tannenbaum, oh, Tannenbaum, Vitreus in deiner Blätter, du grüßt nicht nur zur Sommerzeit, nein, auch im Winter. 
So, yes, uh, this is really the end of this act, but there is a long bit after this where uh, Marge essentially does the ending of Inglorious Bastards, uh, where she single-handedly locks the entire Nazi high command in a theater and then machine guns them and then sets the theater on fire. So the last probably two or three minutes is an homage. So that's act two, folks. Not I, sure what it has to do with Christmas. Okay. This is a very nerdy thing for me to pick on, Matt, but I have to do it because it is insane. Again, it's just another thing where it's inexplicable. Like, what are you doing? If if we are – if I'm taking – I'll just – okay. All right. You're telling me it's 1944. March is in World War Two. The rest of the family is sad, singing about a Christmas tree. Okay. Why are they singing a German song? Well, because Oh Christmas Tree is originally a German song, and yeah. I guess it's supposed to be a contrast to the fact that it's World War II, and if anyone heard them, they would be thrown in a concentration camp. I, I, I just, like, everyone hated the Germans during World War II. It's not, like, it's not complicated, uh, and, yeah. and for good reason. Uh, it, but no one was singing Oh Tannenbaum. No one. Zero people were singing Oh Tannenbaum in 1944 in America, aside from maybe some German people uh, who missed home. Uh, like what is what like they're not even they can't even be that consistent in that regard like there's a million christmas songs you could sing um why this one you're it's just madness to me again inexplicable what's going on i'm so lost i wish i could tell you robbie but i i hate to tell you this but i'm not gonna say it's gonna get worse but it's gonna get sideways worse it it's it's still yeah okay we go to, yeah, we come back. 12 minutes and 45 seconds, Matt. Um, now it's Marge's turn for a dream. I don't know why Homer doesn't get a dream. If Marge is the person who already believes in Christmas and wants the true spirit of Christmas, wouldn't you have Homer have a dream? You would. And it would be about, oh, why is Homer not contributing to this? But uh, no, that's not what we get. We instead get Marge realizing that her dream of being a, a happy Christmas is stupid. Um, you should, we can just call this the Martha Stewart act because yeah. that's, there is, it, 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 it is like it, Martha Stewart has so much to do in this. It becomes, it, it literally is a Martha, the Martha Stewart show for this act, right? For like five minutes. It is, it's, it's so weird. Um, Marge writes her a letter that gets magically delivered. I, do we see Marge actually fall asleep? I don't like they say that this is a dream, but I don't remember seeing Marge fall asleep. No, uh, see, Homer does something and she's reading a book and then she writes a letter and then that's it. And then the letter flies off. So did she actually write the letter? And then after the letter flew off, that's when she fell asleep. You're right. We don't see it. It's so str- So the letter flies off. It gets magically delivered. Uh, to Martha Stewart in her house. She reads it, um, and she shows up to the Simpsons. Hey, Martha Stewart is here. This is just a taste of Martha. Wake up, Marge. Magical memories don't make themselves. Martha Stewart! How did you get in here? A picket fence stood on its end makes a sturdy and attractive ladder. Now, let's make that bed. A smattering of pine cones. And with a little bit of work, this wedding dress can make a great dust ruffle. 
but I was going to... <gasps> oh. So this stuff will just shampoo out, huh? Why would you want to shampoo it out? <laughs> oh, me and Millhouse had a snowball fight, then an ice ball fight, then a fight fight. You boys want to play soldier? I can't think of a better way to spend Jesus' birthday. I'm not sure I like where this is going. Well, I'm not sure anyone asked your opinion. Okay. Um, yeah, I w what even? So, there. this whole sketch, it's five minutes long. There is a single joke on it. There was a joke? I don't recall a joke. Okay. A single attempt at a joke that they... Re if, it, feels, <laughs> it feels like that, uh, like the, the Versace dress, right? Is it Versace? Fair, it's, fair. That, yes. that Marge... Uh, I think it's, it's Vera Wang. Very, whatever. The Marge dress... The dress that... The, the fashionable dress that Marge buys uh, that she re... You know, she re-sews it into a different outfit every night. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a Chanel. Chanel, excuse me. I knew it was something, uh, you know, quote-unquote fashion brand. And that's what this is. Like, it, it, they have a single quote-unquote joke, and the joke is Martha Stewart does a Martha Stewart thing, but it's a little weird. That's it. That's the, the, those are the, that's the joke, quote-unquote, and we get that over and over again for five minutes in a row. And that's it. There's nothing else. There's no other humor here. This is it. She turns Milhouse and Bart into like she tapes them up and like makes them look like little nutcrackers. Um, she shames Lisa after Lisa makes some crafts. She covers up Homer and makes him like into a Santa village and then uses like chloroform on him to make sure he doesn't wake up. What is going on? This feels like they saw Anna Gasteyer as Martha Stewart in, at, you know, on SNL and went, let's just do that. But not as, but not as good. This makes... Not as good and just not as interesting. Like, it's just, hey, what if Martha Stewart was, like, turned up to 12 and went crazy on The Simpsons' house? That's it. And I like Martha Stewart, to be perfectly honest. I just, I, I like her recipes. Uh, I, I And, like, I, as a cooking or, like, you know, home good craft person, I think Martha Stewart's perfectly fine. I think she's fine. But just going, like, oh, this is a slightly deranged Martha Stewart is not a joke. And it feels like that's all they did. That's all they did for this was, oh, she's slightly deranged, Martha Stewart. Here's five minutes of it. And you're like, <laughs> okay. Like you said, it's like an SNL bit. It's a, a reject. It's one of those ones they air at like, you know, 1245. And you're just like, okay, I'm done. We don't, yeah. we don't, all right, we're good here. Um, so uh, we go through this whole thing and Marge finally realizes, no, I just want my family back. Martha, the house looks beautiful. It's like Christmas with a childless gay couple. But it's just not the same without my family being themselves. Well, thanks for wasting my time. I'll just wave my magic wand and turn everything back the way it was. You have a magic wand? Yes, I made it myself. Take an old car antenna, marinate it overnight in the tears of a heartbroken leprechaun, bake a 350 till a rainbow shoots out of the oven, and there you go. I guess I'll never have a perfect Christmas. Merry Christmas, Mom! We brought you breakfast in bed. Now we just have to make it. It's beginning to look a lot like breakfast. Everywhere you go. You'll be oh so pleased when the OJ is freshly squeezed and the toast is made from homemade dough. 
We're gonna go out for breakfast. We'll go out to eat. It'll be any place you choose, as long as it's run by Jews, cause they don't think this holiday's so great. Okay. Uh, what the ever-loving... <laughs> Matt? I'm gonna... Uh, this is the mildest of defenses. Uh, this at least feel they feel like humans in this. That's true. That if, is this is this this might be Matt. This might be the one clip in this entire episode where the Simpsons feel like the Simpsons because it's Marge in bed, the rest of the family trying to be nice to her and failing. That's a, that feels like the Simpsons to me. You're right. It does. It but also that, feels bland and like. Eh. I, I mean, I'll take Matt. I don't know what I don't know what I like I want really anymore, but like the Simpsons just being the Simpsons, I will take it. Like just at, being true to character, like because there's, no, there's nothing else in this episode that even I don't know. I don't know what like we just watched Marge kill Hitler. Like what am I gonna in a Christmas episode? What is going on? <laughs> Good question, Robbie. Good question. Couldn't tell you. Oh, uh, we go to commercial. Our final commercial. Seventeen minutes to twenty one seconds. We do. And and honestly, Matt. Your this last act is the best in the, the best thing in this episode. It is, but it's so stupid. Okay, we'll get through it quickly because we don't have a whole lot of time. We've got like five minutes, maybe not even five. There's like four four yeah. minutes, maybe. So this is this is Maggie's dream. Maggie falls asleep. Uh, everyone is puppets. Uh, this is a live action, uh, but the Simpson family is puppets, kind of Muppets. It's gray area. Matt, 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 uh, Matt, Matt, Matt. Matt. They are literally doing the Muppet Show, okay? This is literally they the are. Muppet Show. They are, but it, it's one of those weird things where it's like, eh, is it a Muppet versus a puppet kind of thing? But they Matt, are doing the Muppet Show. You were 100% correct in that. Whatever they are, Muppets are also puppets. I hate to break it to you, but this is just <laughs> the Muppet This is just the Muppet Show, and this is why this is actually the best thing, is because it's not The Simpsons. Don't get me wrong. It's not The Simpsons, but hey, the Muppets are are good. And then the Simpsons trying to be the Muppets for four minutes, and like if it was if this was any longer, I it probably would start going. You're like, okay, I get it, I got the jokes, man. You can't, I don't. You, are you going to continue to be as good? But they they pack them in pretty quickly. They they do a good job of aping the Muppet Show for four minutes. Um, that's why it's good, and also why. But also, you're just like, wait a minute, what does this have to do with anything else? Fantastic question, Robbie. I wish I could tell you. But mm-hmm. luckily, like you said, it's short. Uh, so we start off. Everyone's a Muppet. The family is going on vacation, and they have hired Mo to house sit. Uh, we get a Cookie Monster joke with Mo eating a whole bunch of cookies the Cookie Monster way, where they don't actually go anywhere. Uh, and then, well, I, I've captured a clip that's at the bulk of this. It's just, um, it's it's Muppet happy time, I guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> Now, nothing stands between us and sunny Hawaii. Very humbug, everyone. ay 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 What's wrong, homie? I got the week off by telling Mr. Burns I had a neck injury. <laughs> Mr. Burns, why'd you come to see me? Bill, last night I had a visit from three spirits. I wish this show had a visit from three new writers. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, what's this? Carpet bags and portmanteaus? Going somewhere, Simpson? Uh, uh... Hey, guys, you'll need this on your trip to Hawaii! Hmm, <laughs> your goblin fainted. Not a goblin. Simpson, where's your Christmas tree? Coming! Homer, give me back my tree! Ah! <laughs> 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 
<laughs> well, I won't interrupt your holiday any longer. Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good pop star slash fashionista Katy Perry. What are you doing in my boyfriend Mo's bachelor pad? <gasps> That's right, she's into puppets. Just what's going on here? Fine, I'll come clean. <sighs> it's a Christmas miraculum. No, it's not. I just told a lie so we could go to Hawaii. You lied to me. Release the hounds. <laughs> oh, they'll be here any minute. We, uh, blew the budget on Katy Perry. <laughs> Someone totally needs a hug. I kissed a girl, and I liked it. All is forgiven, Simpsons. Go and enjoy Hawaii. Yay! Just as soon as we sing one Christmas carol. Oh, man, not the lame-o 12 days of Christmas. Of course not. I want to sing the original Underbridge 39 days of Christmas. And a one, and a two. I cut it off here because the rest of the entire thing is just... A ton. Of, uh, it's just the 39 days of Christmas. Uh, everyone's singing, and that's that's pretty much it. Uh, the only really good part about this is one, Katy Perry, uh, because I enjoy Katy Perry, uh, and also uh, Abe and Jasper as Statler and Waldorf. This is like again. This is the Muppet Show, and I enjoy the Muppet mm-hmm. Show, so I enjoy this. This is just doing the Muppet Show, like the the you know the the celebrity guests just appearing out of nowhere for for you know kind of awkwardly shoehorned in. Um, because the Muppet Show is not really the Muppet Show. The Muppet Show is always, the, the, you know, the formula of the Muppet Show is they have a, a, something, you know, they have the show going on, but then things go wrong, and they have to improvise to make sure the show goes on. And that's all it is. And there's always this, you know, a celebrity guest that is awkwardly shoehorned in, uh, because the Muppet Show itself was kind of, like, strangely parodying entertainment shows of that time period. Um Katy Perry's fine. I've, I, I like Katy Perry in this about 10,000 times more than I like Martha Stewart in this. I don't really blame Martha Stewart for that. <laughs> uh, Katy Perry just gets to show up and be herself, you know, and actually, you know, I think this is the first time we've ever seen a live action version of a, of, of a person show up and perform like this on The Simpsons. It's interesting. Uh, it doesn't make any sense in connection to anything else that's happening in this episode. Why are we? Why are we? Why are we watching? Oh, they need to fill time. That's probably the answer. Is like, oh, we're doing Christmas stuff, so we have this idea. Let's do it. And you're like, why not just? You could do a whole Muppet Show episode. You could do a Christmas episode, but you don't include the Muppet Show and Katy Perry in it. But instead, they were just like, no, let's just put in on four minutes in the in the last act. It doesn't make any sense. Nothing in this episode makes sense. Nothing. What's happening? I mean, this is hey, we need another episode. Let's let uh, Dan Castle let her write it. Here we go. It's a Christmas episode. It's weird. It's not good. It's not. And did you laugh at all, Matt? You laugh at anything? No, no, no. I, 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 I think, uh, I think I did like smile when I saw uh, Grandpa and Jasper as Tyler and Waldorf. I went, oh, yeah, it's nice. No, uh, no Beaker though. So, uh, gets my thumbs down. When we get a, I, I need to be, I need a, I, like my favorite, like you don't Beaker and we don't get Sam. No Swedish Chef. Like, come on. That's the other thing. If you did a whole Muppets episode, you'd get you get all these different like other you get the Simpsons as the different Muppets. They get to you have like the lunch lady Doris as 
The Swedish Chef. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be fun. You could have, I don't know, you could do Skinner as Sam the Eagle. Like, you know, that straight-laced kind of character. Yeah, I mean, Otto could be animal. It writes, they have Bart being animal at this, which I, uh, Otto is animal. Mm. Like, that's the thing. Like, they could, you could go so hard with it, but they do it for four minutes at the end. You're just like, okay. Uh, This episode's bad. Shouldn't watch it. Uh, We'll rank it at the end of the show. I mean, we've talked about this. Robbie, how broken is this episode? Give me a, uh, wait, okay, wait, there. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see, quick fix, quick fix. Ah. I mean, we already mentioned it. It's not hard. That's the other thing, Matt. Like, we talk about this all the time. This is not complicated. Like, if you want to do a Christmas episode that's like this, where it has, oh, Marge is kind of sad about the family. None of them are in the Christmas spirit for differing reasons. Uh, She tries to get to them. She tries to, you know, she has a little speech to to them and says, what's wrong with y'all? Come on, it's Christmas time. It's about family. It's about love. Um, And each of them have, like, troubled dreams slash nightmares that ultimately convince them, oh, right, mom's right. And at the end of the episode, they all get together and try and do the breakfast in bed thing, and it fails. And so they go get food. It's really simple. It's so bog standard, easy. And but it, this is just complete nonsense from beginning to end. It's just you could have anything in it at this point. Marge, I cannot emphasize enough. Marge kills Hitler in this episode. She sure does. Marge kills Hitler. You know, like why is that in a Christmas episode? No, did no one say Dan? Did no one go Dan, <gasps> Deb? You, no, we're not doing this. Did Dan just go? I'm all. Come on, man. I I got a pay cut. Let me write an episode. <laughs> <laughs> and they went okay and then they're like why is it, why does marge kill hitler and he goes i don't know i liked it all right cool uh, it's okay we, we move on uh to our next segment it's time for comments to the news group okay here we are alt.nerd.obsessive uh comments to the news group is where i ask our patrons or then on patreon.com slash the simpson show for a uh for a review on an episode that we were watching, and they uh, they leave it. We I read on there. Uh, appreciate y'all for sitting through this direct from Tim. I have to benchmark this against other anthologies, but I still feel in the whole that it's wanting. Either Doll, the first two were obvious celebrity tie-ins. Katy Perry and the Muppets act was at least somewhat cute. Even if Brister Burns saying, I kissed a girl and I liked it, was the worst sort of pandering. Not overtly offensive, but a not at all useful. Number 400, not canon. I'll... I will defend Mr. Burns staring at the camera and saying, I kissed a girl and I liked it because that is what the Muppets would do. They that would, is true. They do corn it like the Muppets had corny, like celebrity, like references it and the crowd would go and they would cheer everyone. And it's when you're doing it, if the, it doesn't, it's not a Simpsons thing. Because the Simpsons always made fun of their celebrity guests. And to be fair, most of the time the Muppets were also making fun of their celebrity guests most of the time. But they would also have these moments that were like directly referencing something that the celebrity's famous for. And you don't mind it. Um, from Derek, I've made no bones about how much I loathe the anthology episodes, but this one was particularly wretched. The seemingly permanent Belgian heat wave has turned me into an amorphous blob at this point. So maybe it's that, but I'm not feeling mag- magnanimous. So I'm going to say that this episode left me feeling nauseous. Nothing made any sense. It was so hard to follow. The bizarre and glorious bastards stuff, everything was just so confusing. I started to hallucinate big. Sp- Big, giant, sentient, murderous question marks coming at me with katanas. Derek, get in some air conditioning, man. Like, take a bath. Like, get a cold shower. Uh, (laughs) And then you get to that last part with a Muppet Mo going, okay, yeah. 
there is a post stinger scene where they make an oral sex joke with a mo muppet. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's like it's a little weird. Side. It's five minutes. It's like you see all the credits and then they have that weird thing. Um, but Derek continues. It made me feel queasy. I thought my bowl of golden grams was going to come right back up. So, anyways, this episode sent me up well for my morning five mile run, and I'm so glad I watched it. How about you? I would do- see. That's the thing. Don't do it. Do it after your exercise. Or 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 hey, I guess if you're going outside to run, you can't do it. But. I ride my bike inside. You do it while you're riding your bike or you're, you're on a treadmill or whatever. And you're already miserable because you're doing cardio. Just compound all the misery. You sit through it one time instead of having to do it, make it longer. No, no. Okay. From Dara. Nope, it was sorry, better. Buddy. It was better than chess of horror. And I, I now want grandpa and Jasper to be Statler and Warder for every episode. I too wish this episode had three new writers. Part one was boring. Part two, depressing. Part three was a half-hearted attempt. My love for the Muppets made part four almost enjoyable. Been enough to save this from being the sixth best, ep- sixth best episode of season 22. I don't even know how to rank this thing. Uh, from JJ, didn't we, <laughs> didn't we already get a Christmas anthology? This is at least isn't as terrible as Simpsons Christmas stories, but it was by no means good. First story left no impression on me, but at least it wasn't painful. thought the second was okay before it became an Inglorious Bastards parody for no reason at all. The third was long, one long Martha Stewart joke I didn't care for. The fourth was mind-bogglingly bizarre and kind of cringe. I get what they're going for, but it lacked all the charm of the real Muppets. The live-action appearance from Katy Perry felt awkward. But after how atrocious the last two episodes were, at least this one's biggest crime is only being blamed and forgettable. Yeah. Fair. That's, yeah, that's true. Uh, you can join our Cavalcade Calamity, our Parade of Pain, by supporting us on Patreon at any level. Uh, you can leave your your thoughts. Uh, next up, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is, what is your favorite gag involving Santa's little helper? Matt, take it away. All right. First up, uh, from Dara. From Dog of Death, Bart throwing a frisbee and just hitting Santa's little helper in the eyes with no reaction. We've all known a dumb dog. That perfectly encapsulated. Uh, from Tim, and Bart's dog gets an F, where Santa's little helper is shown on the TV remote. One of the channels he turns to has an infomercial featuring Troy McClure pitching ostensibly an optical product. As an actor, my eyeballs need to be their whitest. You see Simpsons writers, that is a funny joke that enhances an episode. <laughs> Uh, from Noah don't know if this counts but this exchange and separate vocations always makes me laugh Homer oh we always have one good kid and one lousy kid why can't both our kids be good Marge we have three kids Homer Marge the dog doesn't count as a kid <laughs> I mean depending on your family it might uh, from JJ Mr. Burns has kidnapped their puppies so Bart and Lisa take Santa's little helper and his girlfriend to track them down let's go find your babies only for Marge to walk outside with two bowls of dog food dinner's on dogs the two dogs run back into frame and start eating dragging Bart and Lisa behind them it gets me every time <laughs> oh, from Bradley I liken Bart's dog gets an F when the dog is flipping through the channels it goes to Kent Brockman with a story on how the babysitter band is still on the run not funny just neat lots of little little things like that in this early seasons uh, from Aaron I love you. <laughs> the best I can do, Aaron. Sorry. Yeah, pretty good. This is a good attempt. Uh, uh, from uh, Derek. I've never really found Santa's little helper funny, more annoying. I much how, prefer Laddie and his endless supply of time for walk notes. How dare you? How dare you, Derek? Yeah. Okay. Please. Uh, one gag I do like, though, is in Guess Who's Coming to Criticize Dinner, where Homer turns to Santa's little helper for help writing his review. Rough? I don't know. You've been pitching that all night. Chewy? 
<laughs> and finally from Brian, in the way of the dog, the dog psychiatrist comes to the Simpsons house and tells Marge that they must confront Santa's little helpers, Santa's little helpers abuser. Marge replies, telling her that they were in the middle of a holiday brunch, panning to show at least four other Springfield families. This is a great joke in a surprisingly mature episode that doesn't have Nazis and sing to Lowe's only Hermes Conrad. Good achieve. I don't know that I remember that one. I, I we, we, we haven't done that. One. that. We, we haven't done the way. Of the okay. Yet, but that's why. Which is fair. There enough. we go. Robbie, what is your uh, favorite Sansil helper? I, I, I like, again, it's not, I guess it's not like a joke, but the entire, I guess there, there are gags in it, but my, the entire basically, uh, like, it's not quite the beginning, but uh, Sweet Seymour Sanders' Badass Song, where Bart brings Sansil Helper as his, like, show and tell, and he talks about, oh, he, about Sansil Helper eating ants and drinking all the holy water at church, and then the, leading to Willie uh, greasing himself up and chasing Sansil Helper through the ventilation shafts with the, the alien references. Um, I, that's, I, that's my favorite. That is a fantastic yeah, one. Yeah, it's, that, it's a lot of fun. Um, I do like just says the helper getting hit in the head with a frisbee. <laughs> like it's just that it is that joy of like oh there's these you know that animal the pet that just has no just isn't there. There's just nothing up there. Yep. Empty head, no nothing thought. going on. Empty head, is, yep. Empty head, no thoughts. Matt, what's your answer? Uh, I'm gonna go with Chewy because <laughs> it's just so unexpected. You're like oh yeah, that's funny. He's been pitching rough, and then they go with Chewy like. That episode is not very high on our list because honestly, it's not very good. But it was still funny. It still blows this crap out of the water. Um, next week's question: What is your favorite movie? Favorite moment when the show broke format? Speaking to the Muppet, our little weird Muppet segment with live action Katy Perry. Uh, Simpsons have done this a handful of times in different ways, and sometimes even do it within an episode for a moment. Um, so, what is your favorite moment when the show broke format? Broke the fourth wall, had a weird segment that didn't belong, etc. Post this question on all our social media, Twitter at Simpsons Show Pod. Uh, you can email us at SimpsonsShowPod at gmail.com. And finally, you can follow us on Patreon. And I post the question there publicly. It is time, Matt, once again, for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean, S-M-A-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge, where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard. And try and stump the other. I have only a three-point lead on Matt. Only three points. We'll see what happens. Don't, I don't, Matt, that sounds ominous when you say something like that. <laughs> it's it's we'll not s- ominous. We'll, we'll see what happens. Say You say it like that, we'll see what happens. It suddenly changes everything, huh? Yeah. You ready for an easy question? I am ready. In Trash of the Titans, Homer runs for what office? Uh, oh, um, what's the exact word? Um, it's like the city garbage collector, but there's a special name. Um, sanitation commissioner? That's correct. Okay. All right. Your question. Uh, in the city of New York versus Homer Simpson, why does the family have to go to New York? Uh, to get the car. Get Homer's car. You are correct. It's parked in front of the world and parked in the World Trade Center. Uh, plaza. Indeed. Okay, Matt, your meme question. What is the Springfield Sanitation Department's yearly budget? Oh, God. Um, how does one spend blanky blank money in a week? Month. Uh, I don't know, $10 million? $4.6 million in a month. How much? $4.6 million. 
Oh, geez. Okay. Well, you know, I was I was close. It was just double. You know. I mean, you were in the millions territory at least. You know, yeah, you I, was, I was the right order of magnitude. And you said the quote. That's what I was. I was like, Matt's going to say the quote to me out loud and say that <laughs> and have the number four point six million. What's my medium question, Matt? All right, your medium question. Uh, where was Homer going to when he had to stop in New York City? That's originally right. That's his original. Yes, his original his, trip. It, the reason is, he does not it, like it. In his memories, and like a, he gets crud, he gets trash dumped on him. A pimp beats him up or chases him. He gets bugged. Mm-hmm. Um, he was on a train. I think he he stopped. At, he was on a train going somewhere. He's on a train. He because he comes out of a train station. Um, stopped at New York City. What, what he would he be doing? Uh, is on his way to Rhode Island. I'm sorry. He was on his way to Harrisburg, the Harrisburg Coat Outlet, to buy an irregular coat. I mean, I don't remember that gag, but I do approve of it. <laughs> All right, Matt, your hard question. After Homer wins uh, the the position of sanitation mm-hmm. commissioner, according to him, what is the key? What was the key to his victory? Oh, um, was the key to his victory? I mean, you're looking for a very, a very specific. I'm looking for a, a phrase. Yes, a quote. He says a phrase. Okay, he says it. And he doesn't say it. It's on a newspaper headline, but yeah. it is it, the newspaper quotes him. I'm assuming the Springfield Chopper uh, did not uh, make up uh, that quote. Yes, yes, it's. Um, I don't like this. Uh, attributes victory to. Uh, it attributes victory to. Uh, lying or lies or something like that. <laughs> that's what I'm going with. That's not right, but that's what I'm going with. Crazy promises, key to victory. Crazy promises. Crazy promises, key to victory is what Homer says. All right, fair, fair. All right, your hard question. When Marge and the kids are on the New York subway, name three of the signs that they see. Oh, no. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> I mean, I need to rewatch uh, Homer versus the City of New York. Because uh, it's I, it's always one I, I always loved that episode, uh, and I, I haven't watched it in a long time. Um, it, it, it's a very the city of New York versus Homer Simpson is wonderful because you find people in real life who feel that way about New York City who have never been there, and I'm just like, why? I know, but you, you can get <laughs> cl- you can get clove collage. How could you hate? How could you not like that? The with fact crab you can get, juice. I mean, with really? crab juice exactly. It's delightful. Um, three signs. I don't. I can't. I have nothing. Like she I just, says, one. I just be making. I just. Harder. I just be making them up. So go ahead, hit me. Okay, uh, the one she says is laser wart removal, and two of the ones behind her that you can make out are food stamps for lottery tickets and earn cash for your teeth. I mean, yeah, I don't know. By the by, even by then, New York City was not quite like apocalyptic. Like they paint. It's not. It's it's not the Warriors anymore. Like it's. It, you, that's like what? It's night late nineties when that. Well, that episode mm-hmm. is created. It, that's not New York City. So not scary. Um, whatever. <sighs> it, I do need to watch that episode again. Matt and I are, it's the same. We, we both got one point today. So uh, no margin has changed. I'm still up three points. I don't like that. I need to be up more because three points is not enough padding. Matt is going to take those points back. I need to do better. Simple as that. Need to be smarter. Um. That's a big problem, Matt, because I'm a big dum-dum. <laughs> big dum-dum. It's not the case. I'm a big dum-dum. We can move on. We can, we can, we can move on. 
to our last segment, final segment, something we end every single show with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. This is going to be really difficult because last week was easy. Last week was terrible. And this is just kind of meh. This is very boring. It is not devoid of humor. It is in full of like baffling, weird things. It's barely, it's not an episode. Like that is absolutely true. Um, I feel like it belongs in the same territory as like, I don't know, Lost Verizon. Yeah. Or the the Burns and the Bees. It's these episodes that are just nonsense, right? It's just, you know, from beginning to end. They're bland. Despite the crazy things that happen, they're not a lot of fun. I'll say the Muppet stuff with Katy Perry is the only thing I, like, mildly enjoy. So maybe it goes a little bit higher than that stuff because I did enjoy something in this episode. I'll say that. I liked the Muppet things. It's four minutes. um, And they don't obviously don't go as... It's not as good as it could be, but it's something... Um, so I think it would go, I'm going to, I'm going to say it will go right up to me, Matt. I think right above Mo letter blues, which is number 379. Okay. I can, I'm okay with that. I think, but this right below funeral for a fiend, which is the Bob funeral episode, which was bad, but not terrible. It's bad, but it has Bob, which I enjoy. And I think this is the same thing where it has, it's bad, but it has a couple of Muppet things that I mildly enjoy. So that's, but the yeah. rest of it, the rest I'm, of it is complete nonsense. I'm I'm definitely good with that because you, you're it's above Devil Wears Nada and Boy Meets Curl, not only incredibly stupid ones, but there are still some stupid ones above it, like Mommy Beerus and Please Homer Don't Hammer Him. <laughs> <laughs> At a certain point, we're just kind of this is just kind of a giant morass. Like it's a giant, and I do think this is worse than Chris Simpson's Christmas Stories. Like I will, I will absolutely say that I think Simpson's Christmas Stories is better than this, not by a lot, but. I, it, it feels more cohesive than this does. Barely, I'll say. I don't know. There's the, the, the we're like splitting the the this the smallest of hairs. The fight before Christmas. It's a new number three seventy nine on our list, right above uh, Mobile Air Blues, right up below Funeral for a Fiend. It's a new number one eighty six on our post Golden Years ranking. Uh, we're not done, though. We're not almost done, but we're not done. We have one more thing to do, Matt, before we go. We have one more thing to do, one more question to answer. And that question is, do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! This is barely a question. Yeah, I think this episode is, is all dreams anyway, so it's like, why even bother? Well, that's the thing. Like, if it had a cohesive thing where you're like, oh, it's all about the family learning about the true spirit of Christmas and coming back around to March at the end and agreeing with her. Okay, yeah, sure, it's canon. The dreams themselves may be crazy, but they're dreams. And it ends up working towards a common kind of theme. It doesn't ha- that doesn't happen. Uh, so, yeah, we, we fire the canon. Uh, goodbye. So long. Avita Zen. Good night. We can work our way down from the top of the list, eventually answering the same question about every episode on our list. Right now, we're at number 143, Matthew. It is Mom and Pop Art. Uh, yes. Yes, please. 
Uh, that episode was one of the weirder ones, which has a, a very odd Homer plot in it, but honestly, it's still good. It still feels like real people doing this, even if it's a little zany. It is that it is one of the better, higher, highest ranked Scullier episodes, and I think it does. It's and I think it's tempered by Al Jean writing it, um, where you get that zany direction of the show at the time with tempered by Al Jean's kind of he still largely does try and keep heart in his episodes. Uh, ultimately. Nowadays, most of his Algene episodes are just very bland. But at the time, it was very felt like, very felt much like, oh, we're still be, have some heartfelt stuff in it. Um, and Mom and Pa Art is very funny. I still reference multiple jokes in it all the all the time. Yes, Mom and Pa Art belongs in the canon. Our next episode, Matt. Donnie Fatso. What in the world? Homer goes undercover. To reduce his prison sentence on a bribery conviction, he infiltrates Fat Tony's mob. And you might say, Robbie, haven't they kind of done that multiple times already? Mm-hmm. And I would say, yeah, yeah, they have. Mm-hmm. But this time, Homer has a, a like a grease, slick back hair. He has a wig on. It's like a greaser haircut. Oh, this is the one. This is this is when Fat Tony dies. Spoilers. Spoiler for a thirteen-year-old tw- episode. Um, I mean, and to be fair, Matt, he doesn't really die. <laughs> no, he no. doesn't really die. It's a fake out. It's so st- we're gonna talk about it. It's so stupid. Uh, we're just gonna. I mean, all right, that's next week. Uh, you can watch along with us, like catch and 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 keep up with Donnie Fatso. What? What are we doing? Yeah. Um, what do I, I say? Uh, that's everything's on our website. Simpsonshow.com are and all our social me- links to all our social media links to our Patreon and links to our RSS feed and links to our best episode ever list. All this stuff. Go support the show on Patreon. It helps us out. Uh, you get a lot of extra podcasts and material with it. Um, we really appreciate everyone who supports us there. Um, I'm Robbie Dorman and I'm Robbie Dorman everywhere. That's my website is RobbieDorman.com. My social media is all Robbie Dorman, Instagram and uh, is where I'm most active, followed up by Twitter and I'm starting to be on TikTok too. So if you want to follow me on TikTok, uh, I'm there by my newest book. It's called War on Humanity, sequel to War on Halloween, uh, where the, the, the Dawson family, the stakes are never been higher. The, the, the fate of the world is at stake. It's my big blockbuster. Uh, I, I, I liken it to Terminator 2, while War on Halloween is more of a Terminator 1 vibe, lower stakes, more intimate. Um, but you should go read them both. Go read all my books. I have 13 of them. They're all great. I love them because, of course, I do. But they are good books. Uh, you know, buy my books, as Jay Sherman would say. Uh, Matt <laughs> does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, that is correct. I spend all my time taking care of kittens. Uh, you can see them at Kitten Turns, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S on Instagram, and they will cure any bad day that you're having. Uh, I'm afraid that's just the way it works. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. Thank you. Bye to this episode. Shh.